you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Good Morning Football Program. I'm Kyle Brandt, Jamie Erdahl in Parts Unknown. That's Jason McCourty, 13 years in the league. Peter Schrager never played the game. What's no, up, guys? Never played the game, nope. yet love it. Yep. You know the game, though. Yeah, I, I do. Know. Hey, as the season draws closer, we're going to take a closer look at some back of our favorite moments on this yeah. very show. All right, let's play a game. Big deal or no big deal. Uh, Primetime schedule edition. We got a lot of information thrown our way last night, including which teams will have the most games in primetime next season. The Cowboys right now are tied for the most primetime games with six uh, above teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, the 49ers, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Jets. Um, They're up there. Everyone's got six at the top three, the top four. So the Cowboys, though, matching Chiefs, Bills, and Chargers. Mm -hmm. More than any other team. Is that a big yeah. deal or is that no big deal, Sean? Uh, it's no big deal to me. I think the, you look at those top three right there, and I say the first two got six games based on merit, right? And, and they earned those. For the Cowboys, look, they're, they're a good football team. And, yeah. and I think that the reason why they got six primetime games is they're unbelievable theater. You just never know what's going to happen. The, the game is going to come down to, to, the, to the final second, the final play, the final drive. And for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, it's been great theater because, like, crazy stuff has happened. I, I feel like you go back and you look at, 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 for the Dallas Cowboys, in the playoff exits, um, we've been talking about, you know, the loss of the 49ers and Zeke playing center, um, even the quarterback draw where they ran out of time. Like, the end of games with the Dallas Cowboys, they're just such an unknown factor. So, look, primetime, absolutely. They're, they're an electric team. They're a polarizing team. But I think primetime is good, going to be good for that guy right there, Dak Prescott. Mm. Um, he's a guy that I feel like is easy to root for. You know, when, you play, when you're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot of pressure. Like, if you don't win the Lombardi Trophy, they're, 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 they got, they're hating on you. They haven't and, won it in almost 30 years, Sean. I know, I know. But there's still this many primetime. They're better theater than the Eagles. Like, theater, I hear you, but, like, 
they have more than a lot of really good I think teams. They've got a lot of stars, and mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Like mm-hmm. the Micah Parsons factor was huge. Him bursting on the scene, um, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it'll be interesting to see offensively who becomes the star mm-hmm. with Zeke out there with Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a huge deal. This is a big deal because. The announcement that was made yesterday, Taylor Sheridan, the creator of Yellowstone, is in the Cowboys schedule release video. Mm -hmm. And what we found out is that he's developing a limited series, six episodes, these primetime games, the star of it, (laughs) Troy Aikman. Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin. This has nothing to do with Dak and Tony Pollard and Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. Forget about those guys. They're on primetime six times because we're going back to 1993, mm. and that's why we're all going to be talking about the Cowboys. This isn't the 2023. So, yes, it's a huge deal because we found out that it's all about the old-school Cowboys that we always talk about. This isn't about the current people. Yes. This is a limited series going back to the 93 great, season wow, with triplets. those stars. You said a lot of stars. Not, not just on the helmet. It's the yeah. stars of the past for the Cowboys. That's why they're on primetime six times and we're still talking about them. Gotcha. Good. Yeah. I, I've been talking to my therapist about this topic and my therapist says I, I should know. say it's no big deal. I've, I've calmed Good down. Thank, thank you. Progress. Goose for all. Mental health awareness. You just, have to, you just have to take it for what it is mm. and I've accepted it. Of course they're in primetime a bunch. They're the mm. Cowboys. That is what they do. That is what we do with them. And they're really good. They won a playoff game last year. They should have several primetime games. But it's just like, you know, I think the 10th Fast and the Furious movie is coming out this year. It's yes. fine. It's just don't roll your eyes at it. Just just accept it. It is what it is. When you go to Times Square, these, these massive signs and neon and it's M&Ms and cup of noodles. It's just that's what the Cowboys are. It's big, bright neon lights. You can say, oh, this is tacky. This isn't right. You got to embrace it, okay? Yeah, I can sit here and pound the pound the table. Woosah, exactly. I'm not going to do it. Cowboys, go ahead. You're a very good team last year. Uh, I hope you get over the hump this year, and we'll see you many, many, many times in primetime, inexplicably more than the <laughs> Eagles. But I'm not going to go down that thing. You just accept it for what it is. The Cowboys, like Dom Toretto says, family. Family. Yes, Jamie, what do you think? Big deal. It's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything that demands Kyle Brandt to look within himself <laughs> and talk to his therapist Very expensive. about Very the, expensive. The, the rage that yeah. bubbleth up within him and that we now have the gift that is being given to us at 7.19 a.m. on May 12th that come November, when Kyle Brandt comes yeah. down from his Cowboys rage <laughs> where he has a rage blackout on live television talking about how mm. we are t- how in this godforsaken football media universe we are still talking about the Cowboys. They're the same. They haven't done this since 1993. You're not being a good influence no. on me. You're supposed no. to be helping so, me. So anything, it's a huge deal, okay, because uh, exposure therapy is yeah. a real thing, and you must sit there, like, in that... Um, uh, uh, clockwork orange. Yes, Have with the, the eyes eyeballs open. open. That's it. That's you, yeah. my friend. Or a darkness retreat. I don't... Fine. I don't... I like watching the Cowboys. I don't like watching people talk about the yeah. Cowboys. Mm. Like, that's fine. You're so right. that's your exposure. Well, yeah. Well, I have nothing against did. the Cowboys. I have, yes. And the people are like, then why are you doing <laughs> it? I don't know. I'm a sick man. Can we please get to the next topic? Sure. I'm going to yes. fall off my Cowboys yeah. What's your therapist name, Don Julio? Yes, the thank Giants you. Exactly. The Giants start the season at home against... Who do they start the season at home against? The Cowboys. Uh, and then seven of their next ten games are on the road. Uh, Sean, we'll start with you. Yeah. Is this a big deal or not a big deal that the Giants play seven of their ten on the road this early in the year? Uh, yeah, I think it's a big deal. But you know what? Here's the thing. There are two things that are portable in, in the football world. Mm, a great defense. Go. And a run game. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Saquon Barkley just signed a, a long-term <laughs> deal. Wait, 
Did it? No. Is he going to be there? Boy, I really hope he's going to be there. Yes, of course he's going to be there. Um, I I think for for the Giants, look, they they proved last year that they are a a team that can win the game in the fourth quarter. So uh, I I think a lot of those games are going to come down to that. Brian Dable has completely changed that culture in an unbelievably short amount of time. Uh, Road games are difficult, but if I'm going to have a big stretch like that, I want to have it early in the season, all right, before everything is is all banged up, beat up, bruised up. I don't want seven road games in my last last ten weeks of the season. Give it to me early mm. while my legs are fresh. Um, they've actually, a couple of the road games, are, are they're, they're staying out west, I think, mm-hmm. for week two and week mm-hmm. three. Oh, I like that. So that'll mm-hmm. help the travel. It's yes. like, all right, hey, we're not coming all the way back and then flying all the way back to the west coast. So I'm, gonna stay I'm just so proud that we're not doing the thing, Sean, where we put you up on a board with all their schedules and you go through them and say, this oh, is a win, yeah. this is a lot. Yeah. Um, guaranteed to have at least eight. I always look at the end. I, I, this is how I break down the schedule. Run on the road, whatever. Look at the last month, because yeah. those are the ones when we're like, man, we're 500, are we in or are we out? So... Packers at home, I, I don't mind it at all. At Saints, at Eagles, at Saints, and at, at Eagles is terrible. Week 16, like that's, we're going to find every, that's the game that sticks out above all these games in the Giants schedule. I don't, I'm not answering the question. Week 16 at Eagles. You're going to the House of Horrors that was last year. We'll see what you became. Maybe you maybe you need that win to get in the playoffs. Maybe you need it to win the whole damn thing. That's the all the one I the early on road game. Sure, fine. That's a great little schedule anomaly. We love it. We identified it. That's fine. Week 16 at the Eagles. We will find out everything we need about the Giants. Yeah, and then at home in Week 18 against the Eagles again. So mm-hmm. the season will be determined at the very end with those two division opponents. No big deal. Uh, when you look at the schedule, you have a certain amount of games at home. You have a certain amount of games on the road. So seven out of ten. It may not be ideal, but to your point, hey, I want to see how we're going to finish the season. And we have to play these games anyway in these locations. So I think for the Giants, it creates a, a good challenge as a younger team, quarterback that they just paid. Now you get a chance to go on the road. And the one thing we always said about being on the road is it's just us. It's an opportunity to bond, to come together, to figure things out early on in the season. So for them, you talk about a West Coast trip, that time in between where that's the most you're going to get to hang out with your guys during the season because everybody has families and a ton of things going on when you're on those trips it allows you to come together as a team so if they face adversity it'll be just them out there to figure it out and try to get things back on the right Jason path. you played for four organizations mm-hmm. who had the best playing the best plane, yeah. I would say the Miami Dolphins really the biggest plane it was that is that right huge one all the seats yeah most comfortable yeah Oh, Miami right. Dolphins sat up in first class. I was a vet, year yeah. 13, just hanging out. I wonder you like the road games. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. All right. And I had, I had a wife and three so kids. R- R- <laughs> Send me out to the West Coast for three weeks. I'm all right with it. RKK's got a big plane, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has not as nice too. as the Dolphins plane. No. Sorry. He would tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a big deal. I think it's... I, um, she who spoils movies and stuff for herself on Wikipedia, I do that. I like knowing things early and often. Just get it out of the way. After 10 games, seven of which are on the road, I think I'll know plenty about the Giants and I need to know. I don't have to wait until week 16. If anything, we'll know at week 8 if this Giants, if Brian Dable can follow up his Coach of the Year campaign that he had last year. If Daniel Jones is going to earn his money that he just talked about and played into last season, we'll know a lot about them by 10 games. That's it. 7 of 10 on the road. i just like to know. I like the test to come out early, and I like to be able to put my teams in their special little boxes as the season unfolds. But we don't know. Yeah. We, we don't know now. All, we have all these things, all these questions, and they're so beautiful. We have no idea who's going to win any of these games. No at, clue. At we all. have to wait, like, months. Who's going to be playing in it, available? Yeah starters every time you say you go ahead and read the wikipedia i'm yeah, scared like, you, you have you seen the movie get out yeah i've actually watched that movie sure. you know like i feel like we're gonna have like a cowboy's trigger mm. for you like you're gonna 
<laughs> you tip the tea glass and I'm just out. It may come to that. That's great. I would have voted for Obama three times if I could. That's Bradley Whitford. Too bad, Kyle. Uh, yes. All right, coming up a little bit later. She <laughs> will make it to 10 wins this season. Kyle is going to tell us why it could be all 32. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it, guys. We'll all get to 10. We always do. That's what today's all about. Bears going 10 wins. Jaguars 10 wins. Trust me. Every team. Double digits. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Denver fans were happy to see Javante Williams return to the field, nice. even just if it's on a limited basis after suffering a torn ACL in week four last year. He was looking good, and Russell Wilson feeling fit. Ultimately, you know, we want to be our be the best version of ourselves. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, with, with me too, you know, I want to be the best version of me, and I'm looking forward to the to the work of it all and doing that. I feel great, you know. I feel uh, feel lean and mean, ready to go and uh, focused, and. Uh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not counting. But all I know is uh, I'm, I'm excited to play again. Russell Wilson sounding very upbeat for a quarterback that was coming off statistically the worst season of his career. He should be upbeat right now, though. What about this season? What is at stake for Russell Wilson in 2023? Peter? You know, it's it's 
for me as you know, media guy who's sitting here in this thing, for me to value someone else's career and start judging what they did accolades-wise, it seems like it's an absurd gesture. And yet, who votes on the Hall of Fame? Guys like me who did not play the game, who are voters, who are writers, who are the... That's who votes on the Hall of Fame. And to me... You can't have another goose egg uh, this year. You can't do another back-to-back season of what it was last year. Wilson was terrible last year, and there were so many different things going on. Obviously, a first-year head coach we had no relationship with, that went sour. There was an ownership sale during the season where things were completely handed over. There were player injuries to Javante Williams. There were decisions in the game, fourth-quarter head-scratchers. Weird decisions with let's kick a field goal in week one against Seattle as opposed to let's try to go for it with Russell Wilson. And then it was just a tumbling ball down. But you have another bad season? Mm. You could always be the Walter Payton man of the year. You could always be a Seahawks Super Bowl champion. But I don't know if we're still talking Russell Wilson Hall of Famer if you start having all these bad seasons in a row. Um, Has put up great numbers. Has won a Super Bowl. Has Your legacy matters, though. And this Denver chapter for what they have sold to get you, for what they have given up to get you, and now a new head coach that is a quarterback-friendly head coach who is a guy who's had a ton of success. If this thing falls apart for Russell Wilson and we see Jared Stidham week seven under center, <laughs> I think it becomes a Russell Wilson problem. And it's not a, oh, well, the environment was weird. and they didn't. The new owners, they have put a ton of resources into this team. They have hired a head coach who is getting an estimated $20 million a year to coach this team and he wants success for you, to me, it's Russ's legacy on the line. And I believe he needs to have a bounce-back year. If he has another bad year, like, I don't know how long this Denver thing goes on because I don't know if they're going to be willing to just say, hey, you know what, it's Russell Wilson. Look what he did back in 2016 and 2018. No, 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 it's 2023. Russell Wilson has to bounce back. Otherwise, I think there's a bit of a stain on his legacy as a quarterback in the league. You, you mentioned Hall of Fame. At this point for Russ, what do you th- do? You think he is a Hall of Fame player, or uh, what do you, we could do three I, hours on I, this? I, I knew that answer. <laughs> what would it take for him to become? Like, does he have to win another Super Bowl? Is it just like, hey, he plays five more years and he's really good? I'm not sure he isn't a Hall of Famer right now if he never takes another snap. I think there's an argument to be made that he was a quarterback that was at a high level and won a Super Bowl for his, you know, one of the best teams of the era that he played in. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's at all a slam-dunk first ballot guy. Um, I think he needs to have a couple good years in this Denver uniform to solidify it, or it's no question. What do you think? I, I, I would agree with you, and I think that's what's at stake. I think for Russell Wilson, you look at his career, came in, he wasn't this top-five pick, wasn't this first-round guy. He came in and changed the Seattle Seahawks organization. I remember playing him in the preseason when they had signed Matt Flynn, and the next thing you know, Russell Wilson gets in the game, and this guy's running all over the field. So when you talk about his career and his legacy, what he's already done has been tremendous. This guy, not only on the field, has been a really good football player, you mentioned yesterday, mm-hmm. all of these Seattle Seahawks passing records. He'll be in their ring of honor, won a Super Bowl. The stuff he does off the field, different endeavors, all of those different things. I feel like what's at stake now, as you get older in the NFL, as a 35-year-old quarterback, and I'm not saying he's old or anything like that, but at this point, you had a rough season last year. If it's another rough season this year, the question now becomes, all right, is this the end of Russell Wilson's career? And I'm not saying he's going to end his season after 2023, his career. He couldn't make continue to play. But now the question marks are, all right, are we bringing this guy in to consistently win, and we think he's the guy that's going to bring us to the Super Bowl? To your point, if Jared Stidham enters the game over Russell Wilson at any point, 
It's hard to say he's not going to be a Denver Bronco. The contract and all of those different things, cap hits, how all of those stuff work. I don't know if they can move on from him. But I think from the standpoint, Russell Wilson isn't going to be a backup quarterback anywhere. He's a starter. He's a lead dog. He's an alpha. So I think at this point, he needs to have a bounce back season. Doesn't have to be a all pro. Doesn't have to be he's the best quarterback in the league. But Denver has to win and they have to win on his back for him to bounce back and be the quarterback that we've seen in the past. I'm still shocked that they gave Artie Burns Russell's. Now, I'm still, that's still. That's, that's for context. For but in Seattle, mind. a player named Artie Burns, former first-round pick of the Steelers, is going to be wearing number three for the Seahawks. And the Seahawks organization just said, yeah, you can wear it, Artie Burns. And you're still shocked by that. I don't like that. Just retire his, uh, don't retire it now, but don't let anyone wear number three ever. Like, this is, this is number three. This is Russell Wilson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in this history, no one should run number three, especially Artie Burns. I see but Travis Homer running around in a 25. Were you I, shocked I, by that? I saw DJ no? Dallas wearing a 31. Camp yeah. Chancellor's number. Like Somebody's wearing number 50. But uh, <laughs> anyway, when I look at this Russell Wilson situation, this could potentially go down as the biggest trade heist in <laughs> NFL history. We're talking two first-round picks. We're talking two second-round picks. We're talking a bunch of good football players. No offense. Shelby Harris, Drew Locke. And we're talking about they gave this man five years and paid him a lot of money to say you are our guy for the next five years. Russell Wilson, we're putting all our eggs into you. And all they've gotten so far is five wins and a fired head coach. Mm. And so right now this is looking very scary. This is looking ugly. And the Seahawks, they hit on their draft picks. They They got Tariq Woolen. They got two offensive linemen that started as rookies. They got the best wide receiver in this draft in Jackson Smith and Jigba and Devin Witherspoon. They are hitting. They are winning right now. And so for Russell, like you said, his legacy is on the line. John Snyder and Coach Carroll are looking like geniuses right now. And so it's not over. It's just one year. But right now, it's looking pretty scary. And so I need Russ to get this figured out this year because, like you said, his legacy is definitely on the line. You know this dude. Does he care about legacy? Does he care about stuff? He does. And so does he know, you think, internally, like, I got to step it up? Or is he just like, hey – I'm encouraged today. Like, no. Or, yeah, no. Be encouraged. I like yeah. that, but get it right. It's stay Execute. encouraged, Peter. Yeah, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Be encouraged. Win ball games. That's all that matters. Everyone is depending. Like people's jobs are on the line. Ownership. They put so much into you. Nathaniel yeah. Hackett came for his first year as a head coach, and he's one and done because of the the lack of production. Because the lack of hey, you were great in Seattle, but now I come here and you know we win five games, and so people are losing jobs right now because of poor performances. And so he can bounce back. He does know it. The fan base is letting him know. The media is letting him know. I hope that his friends and his agents are letting him know. Hey, bro, let's get back to the drawing board. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, let's, let's do what we do best. Let's leave the gimmicks alone. Get back to winning football, and that's all that matters. And Sean what? Payton's there now, too. So that excuse to hack it, new coach, like, that's out the window. Payton's an offensive guru. No one's going to believe he's the one who's messing it up. Yep. Well, and to your point about Sean Payton is, I think, you, people love Sean Payton, right? And he's, he's so good at what he does. But that's going to come with an added layer of pressure in terms of what you just said. You, there's nobody else. But people think that Sean Payton is an immediate fix, whether mm-hmm. that's fair, whether it's not. People, you say Sean Payton's going to the Broncos, and it's like, oh, problem solved, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's never as easy as that. 
I do think, you know, one bad season, statistically, one bad season can be an aberration in a really, what's been a very long and successful career. But I think when you go, what's at stake? I think even just bigger picture, because it wasn't just the on-field stuff that was statistically not good. It was just everything that surrounded that yeah. story and the drama and and at times sort of this like public shaming of Russell Wilson, be it from articles and things that came out. And then it, it just felt like it turned into such a bigger thing than just now. Some of that is because mm-hmm. of the, the draft status mm-hmm. that you just mm-hmm. put up in terms of what was received, right? So that's one component. Then there's the on-field component of what he did or didn't do. But then there's this other component of, you know, the stuff we saw on the sidelines with teammates and other teammates mm-hmm. that yeah. were taking shots at him. It became just a bigger than what was happening on the football field on Sundays thing. And so I would believe that he wants to get a lot of things fixed, and it's not just the football perception, right? There, there was just a bigger yeah, He's being openly mocked bust. on TV, and after this guy yes. was the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year and yeah. beloved, he's was continued. He's the golden child. He's the golden, golden child. child. And now, like, you've got reporters on the screen, like, looking at the camera, being like this after interviewing when yeah. it says, let's ride, and, like, everyone, like, cheers for that. And he's, he was a parody last year. Hey, he, was, so, he was made fun oh, of. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I would say what will determine a good season for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos? Is it winning the division? Is it making the playoffs? Be is great. it top 10 in offense? What will determine? Playoffs to me. In that division, maybe they don't win it, uh, obviously, with Kansas City. But I, I would think I did, playoffs, at least to be able to a wild card to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, when you talk about his legacy, how do you look at that? Because I know as a player – we define legacy, and right away we go for him like a Hall of Fame. But this is a guy you just mentioned, a Walter Payton man of the year, does mm-hmm. a ton of work. We talked about it yesterday. He has his own clothing brand. He's in mm-hmm. Subway commercials. This guy has done everything. When you talk about legacy, how important do you classify that stuff alongside the Hall of Fame? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that much to me. The you know the commercials, off the, field, the, the off the field stuff. No, no one cares about that. It, for me, it's all on game day. Mm-hmm. What do you mean to your teammates? What do you mean to the fan base? How much joy do you bring to the city of Seattle? That's when we talk about legacy, mm-hmm. leaving an imprint on people in that building. That's what really matters. I can go in that building right now, and I can just walk in like I Imagine. like I kind of own the place because I'm I'm loved. I'm respected. You know, people value me. At the end of the day, that's what really matters. All the other stuff is fine and dandy, but if you don't got people that love you, it really doesn't matter. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Whenever we get a guest host, we want to take advantage and put them to work. So we've got six-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle Gerald McCoy back with us today. So, of course, we have to talk about some defensive linemen and a new segment we're calling Fill in the Gaps. Gap control, all of that, yes. Uh, We talk plenty about a guy, Aaron Donald, over at the Rams, who just dominates year after year. But there's so many good defensive linemen in the NFL that don't get as much love as they deserve. And there are current ones that me and Gerald are going to talk about, and I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to Cincinnati with a guy, Trey Hendrickson. This guy has been an absolute monster for the Bengals after coming over from the New Orleans Saints, where he had 13 and a half sacks for the Saints, and then goes in his first year with Cincinnati and racks up 14 sacks over the last three seasons, 35 and a half sacks. Mm. That puts him fourth in the NFL behind Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and of course Hassan Reddick, who's been balling as well. But this guy is so disruptive. Last year only had eight sacks, and you would say, oh, well, maybe he had a down year. Hit the quarterback 18 times, and has just been a force to be reckoned with in that Lou Anarumo defense, and he's been a big reason why Cincinnati's been able to make a huge jump, played in the Super Bowl a year ago, competing last year in the AFC Championship game. So looking forward to him to continue to ball out there, and more people need to be talking about Trey Hendrick on the Cincinnati Bengals. Gerald, who's the guy that you're looking at? I actually have a couple guys. Okay. First, the one I played when, when I was with the Raiders is Max Crosby. Ooh, mad, mad. You know, uh, the thing about Max is in 2021, he had eight and a half sacks. So people said, well, his sack numbers are not up. What people didn't pay attention to is he led the league in pressures. Mm. He was unstoppable. <laughs> Double teams, triple teams. And I'm a guy that plays with a lot of energy. I love effort, guys. What makes Max so great is he plays with relentless effort. What did he do in 2022? They said, I don't get enough sacks. He had 12 sacks. This is what happens. When people try Max, he comes back and he says, you know what? I'll show you. Over the last two years, Max is top five in pressures, sacks, TFLs on the 28th ranked defense. Listen, he's getting all of the attention and he's still producing. Max is a monster. My second guy. Javon Hargrave. Okay, he just signed the San Francisco 49ers. He was on the uh, team with the Philadelphia Eagles who led the league in sacks. They almost broke the record. People did not pay this guy any attention. Interior, 
What we like to say is get pressure up the middle. He gets no credit for what he did. 11 sacks last year, 18 and a half over the last two years, third to only Chris Jones, Cameron Hayward. These are future Hall of Fame defensive tackles, and this guy has more sacks than who? I think the greatest defensive player of all time over the last two years. He's got more sacks than Aaron Donald over the last two years. Give this guy his credit. He is going to be a big acquisition for the 49ers. Javon Hargraves, if nobody has your back, Gerald McCoy has your back. <laughs> D-Lyman looking out for D-Lyman. Him, Bosa, Armstead, they're going to be fun to watch. But also, obviously, football players, you grow up a fan of the game. And you grow up and you like certain guys you watch on TV on Sundays. We're going to talk about some of our favorite guys that we got a chance to watch growing up. And I'm going to start it off with the freak, Javon okay. Curse. And for oh. me, it was so cool. I get drafted in 2009 to the Tennessee Titans. And Javon Curse is in the locker room. I say what's up, I shake his hand, his fingers go all the way to my elbow, <laughs> and you understand why they call him the freak. Guy ran a 4-4-3 coming out of college at Florida, jumped 37 and a half at his structure. I remember we had this high beam up in our weight room in Tennessee. Javon Curse, the only guy that's ever stepped foot in there that could just leap up there and touch it. Just was an absolute monster, one rookie of the year. So for me, you get a chance to watch somebody this good, this talented, in practice, he was the hardest working player on the field every single day in practice. So, honored I got a chance in 2009. It was his last year in the league, but I got a chance to share the locker room with him. As an NFL player amongst so many freaks, when your nickname is the <laughs> freak there's something special about that. You have to be the freak <laughs> Listen, as a defensive lineman, I think it's kind of hard to grow up in the time that I grew up mm-hmm. where one of your favorite players in the NFL was not none other than Warren Sapp. Mm. Listen, this guy was so integral in me and my development. When I was in Little League, uh, I wore the number 99. Not because I love the number 99, but because of (laughs) this guy. The reason I grew up a Buccaneers fan is this guy. Listen, when we talk about the under-tackle position, the Tampa 2 defense, Mm. he made it famous. This guy up the middle, there's been five first ballot Hall of Fame defensive tackles. The last one to go in, this guy. And, oh, guess guess what? There's one more coming. His name is Aaron Donald. But he followed in the footsteps of Warren Sapp. And then another guy who was one of my mentors in high school, the reason I went to the University of Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. and he was a dominant player for a long time in this league, Tommy Harris. First round pick. Listen, Lovey Smith's first pick when he was a head coach of Chicago Bears. Tommy Harris, three-time Pro Bowler. We had a similar build, and I used to study this guy's film over and over and over. He dominated the University of Oklahoma, and he took it right into the NFL, man. These guys have been two people that I've modeled my game after. I love them to death. And listen, if you don't know who Tommy Harris is, young defensive tackles, go back and watch him. Warren Sapp and Tommy Harris both ran four sixes at the combine, too. Two completely different builds. But two freaks of nature. Would you run out the combine? You don't want to know about it. <laughs> I was a third pick, though. Yes, That's all that matters. Hey, you're right about that. I was deep. So we always talk about defensive linemen, but we don't always talk about the dance moves, the celebrations, because they're not always the guys scoring the touchdowns. But the big guys can move and do their thing, too. So we're going to switch it up a little bit and talk about our favorite signature celebration. And I'm going to start this thing off, and I'm going to go with a guy from New Jersey, B.J. Okay. Washington. This guy had a celebration. 
celebration that we all know. Yes. But when you see the big guy dropping, it's a pick six NFC championship game. But then when you get in the end zone, you can't just spike the ball or do something oh, simple. No. For B.J. Roger, you don't know when you're going to get there again. So Make you got to take advantage of it. Just kind of channel your inner Shakira and make sure your hips don't lie and start to well, let's move get it with the hips. around. And the this hips. thing was such a signature that he was in a State Farm commercial with Aaron Rodgers where he's showing Aaron Rodgers how to get the hips going right there. B.J. Raji. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. You didn't have any... Da- I did look at you on Hard Knocks where you was yes. doing some dance moves. Yes. And I definitely, looked that up. Listen, so. I definitely was trying to push the limits because okay. they had set new celebration <laughs> rules. And I was you just seeing see, how far you could hey, go. Listen, I was trying to see mm-hmm. if you touch your okay. mm-hmm. right. Okay. If you touch your okay. left. If you do two yeah. at the same time, you never know. Hey, listen, I just had to te- I just had to see how far we could go. Listen, I'm a big superhero guy. Okay. Okay. When I used to celebrate, somebody said, "Hey, you should fly like Batman." So I used to do a little Batman fly around. When I went to the Carolina Panthers, we drafted a rookie out of Florida State named Brian Burns. He loves Spider-Man. He showed up, and we seen this in practice. He did a celebration. Where he leans, what? touches the ground. I said, I oh, my gosh. Why didn't I think of that? Listen, this is one of the coolest celebrations ever because if you go look at a picture of Spider-Man, if you pull up a picture of Spider-Man when he lands, Brian Burns has it down to a T. And he plays like Spider-Man if he was a defensive end, man. Brian Burns, Pro Bowl over the last two years. He's a dominant player. And to top it all off, he has one of the best celebrations in the league. And that's flexibility right there. Yes, I, don't, it is. I don't know if I can pull that off and go to the next play. But, guys, what do you think of our list that we I, have right I here? I love it. Sorry, you go. Uh, I love it. I worked in Tennessee a million lifetimes ago, it feels like. And when I was in that Titans locker room back in the day, it was Javon Curse, it was Steve McNair, it was Eddie George, mm-hmm. it was that whole group of guys, but when you say the freak, there's been other guys that have sort of tried to use that nickname, and in my mind, I'm always like, no, it's Javon Kerr. Yes. Even when you're like, oh, he's a freak, I just my mind immediately <laughs> goes to Javon. And then I didn't realize, Gerald, that you were such a, not that you were a Warren Sapp fan, but that from going back to your Little League days, so when you said that, it made me think, do you remember the moment when you walked in there and met him? Like, did that stand out to you? Was there, like, this moment where you first met him? You want to know what's crazy? It was at NFL Network. They brought me on before the draft, and I heard him way down the hall. If Warren Sapp is in the building, you're going to hear him. I heard him down the hall the same way I felt when I walked in to see you this morning. I was so starstruck. I had no words. <laughs> I seen Warren Sapp, and I just stuck. I just, like, froze. Awesome. He was like, you don't have no words to say? And he just walked off. And then he turned around. He said, hey, young fella, if I ain't never anything in my career, I'm consistent. I said, hey, listen, I got you. I'll talk to you later. Can't handle it right now. Been a dream to meet you. You know what? That's one of my best friends in the world. Wow. That's he cool. helped That's mentor awesome. me when I got to Tampa. That's awesome. I was a, the next coming of Warren Savage. He said, don't be me, big fella. Be Gerald McCoy. Cool. So, That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. One of my favorite things about today, every single year, is this feeling of optimism. No matter what your team is, you could have picked first overall, you could have lost all your games last year. There's this feeling of we're going to win. And there's this tradition of printing out the schedule and having two highlighters and a, 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 a one for losses and one for wins. And you just figure it all out. It's the best. I really do love it. And for some reason, I've come to this conclusion over the years that... Every single team wins 10 games. In every fan's mind, I don't care if you were terrible last year, average, great, it always comes down to 10. You can find it. You always can. So, like, this is the Bills' schedule next year. The Bills are great. 10 wins. There's going to be 10 wins and 7 losses. I don't care, as in the 49ers, if you start 10-0, you're losing the last 7. I'm just sorry. You're going to go 10 
The Cowboys might lose the first seven. They will go on a torrid win streak to win 10 in a row to finish the season. And if you think I'm just pulling this out of nowhere, I promise, if you do a search last night or this morning, every single team and every single fan predicts they're going to have 10 wins. Let me show you what I mean. They're everywhere. It's never nine. It's never. It's always 10. This guy even did the color thing over the schedule for the Titans, Easton Freeze. For the second consecutive year, <laughs> I have shared a 10-7 prediction for the Titans. Okay, so that's one. Let's go, Titans. Are there more? You better believe there's more. This person, Dave, I love Dave. If Justin takes that leap, <laughs> I believe the Bears can finish 10-7, and seven, contend for the division. Wow. Drop your predictions. No yeah. need. They all say 10 wins. I don't care who the team. Keep going. Hashtag leap of faith. Titans and Bears are already 10 wins. This guy also did the schedule. Look at the long breakdown. It's a Panthers fan. They picked number one. My official prediction, I have us at 10-7. and seven What's the floor? The He's got a floor. <laughs> He's got a ceiling, and he color-coded all the wins. 10 wins. Next, who isn't at 10 wins? Nobody. This person, 10 and 7 is my record prediction for the Green Bay Packers. Because that's an easy schedule, in my opinion. Go, Pack, go. Get, it's so good. Sideline reporter, that's the guy. All right, and then this guy tweets at Ross Tucker, 10 wins for my Saints, mm, conservatively. He's got wow. the damn Fleur de Lee and a Game of Thrones reference in his name, and he's got 10 wins. Guys, I checked. I don't think it's mathematically possible, but the Chiefs are winning 10 games. Okay. The Texans are winning 10 games. Everybody is winning 10 games. Don't worry if you start out on a slow streak. You're winning 10. And don't get too hot if you think you're in a hot streak. You will lose seven games. It's just the way it works. There's something about not 13 wins and not six where it's like, I have reasonable optimism. I'm not going to go crazy and say we're going 15-2. It's always 10 wins, and it's so comfortable. Tell us. Tweet us your 10-win predictions. We want them. What do, you do you guys think? think there's teams, though, that are sitting there and are like, all right, we want a quarterback. We want the first pick, so we don't want these 10 wins. Yeah. We're sitting here, and we want to go. We want two wins. There has to be a team out there. Arizona, maybe? They're sitting there like, we don't want to win 10 games. Somebody has to say, Jason, no, that's for the season. Once they go 0-1, they'll say, oh, screw it. We're terrible. But now... Yeah. 10 May 10 and Today wins. is about 10 wins for everybody. May 10. We'll get there that we should tank for so-and-so, especially <laughs> with next year's quarterback class. Today, it's, it's one day we can all 10. agree 10 wins for 32 teams. It, yes. It's a compliment <laughs> and a, an insult kind of all at the same time because nine would imply that you've lost eight, which is like you can't think that about your yeah. own team if you're a fan. Ten is like, but I'm within reason because yes, it's just one because they're losing seven still. So the ten and seven feels quite balanced, and yet if you are the biggest of fans, you're like, but I know, but I have clarity because I, I have them win- losing seven yeah. games. It's yeah. insanity, though. Every, it's not, insanity. It I think the reason 10 is the number is because 10 is, like, you're going to the playoffs with 10. Yeah. Like, the Steelers, I think last year were 9 and 8. They didn't get in. 9 is like, ah, I don't think. Yeah. 10, you're like, we will get a wild card. But you Sean, know you seen it? I no. get it, though. I went to the Browns. They were just 0-6. They were 1-15 the year before I yep. got there. When I showed up in Cleveland, <laughs> ten we wins. were going to get 10 wins. <laughs> sure. Somehow or another, the, the energy was going this way. We were going to get 10 wins that year and we were going to make it to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Shane, that's the perfect example. Even a team that won zero games, they, you guys thought you would get 10. Yeah, no yeah, doubt about Even it. teams Amazing. right now that don't have a primetime game, they've literally got all one o'clock games. Doesn't matter. They, they're going to win 10 games. Yeah, not 11. Habit. Not, not according to Pat Leonard right here on, on the New York What's, Games. Why, he, he's, he, he's saying this. that he, he went through the Giants game What's by he got? game, 7 and 10. So he's got it wrong. I feel like the season, like when you're looking it's at New York it, media, it's like a family trip. Like, all right, here's where we're going. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have, be excited. Yes. If yeah. someone's Debbie Downer in the back seat, you're like, all right, you know what? You're not going. You're yeah. staying home. If they're already complaining as you're driving the Wall of World, ten wins. Like they're not gonna get on the ride. Wow, it's pure science. Well done by you. Every year, the ten's the magic number. Yeah. So. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.